0: Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the passing away of Abu Talib and Khadija Rasulullah went through this most tragic time in his life so it was followed with one of the best blessings given to him by Allah
1: and that gift was Al Isra' wal Mi'raj. And let the Prophet ﷺ narrate that moment where he says, that I was sleeping in the Hatim, and then out of a sudden, Jibreel ﷺ will come to me and he'll wake me up and say, Oh, Muhammad, get up. You are wanted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Messenger of Allah said, I
0: received a visitor, an angel, who came and opened my abdomen. And pulled out my heart. And then my heart was placed in a basin filled with faith, Iman. And my heart was placed in it and washed, and then stuffed and replaced.
1: And here the Prophet ﷺ, will be taken by Jibreel and the Burak. What's the Burak? The Burak, a great beast. This beast is above a donkey and under a mule and he said it was white and it had wings and the speed of the buraq was one step as far the buraq can see where the prophet alayhi salatu was salam in seconds he is from masjid al-haram in mecca 2000 kilometers away to masjid al-aqsa
0: Jerusalem and I tied my mount at the gates of a masjid and then I entered and prayed to Rak'ah. And it states that Rasulullah ﷺ was an Imam. And the people who were following him were the Prophets. And then Rasulullah ﷺ said, I was led by Jibreel up in the heavens. He said, We made it all the way to the gates. Of the lowest heaven, the nearest heaven. Jibreel knocked on the gates. So the gatekeepers said, Who is it? Jibreel said, It is Jibreel. And who is with you? Muhammad. Was he given his mission? Jibreel said, Yes. They responded by saying, He is welcome. And his arrival is a pleasure. And they opened the gates. They opened the gates, the Rasulullah said, I went in and I found therein my father, Adam. The Messenger of Allah said, Jibreel introduced me to Adam and said, This is your father, Adam. Greet him. So I said, Assalamu alaykum." Adam saluted me in return and said, Wa alaykum assalam. And then Adam said, Welcome to my pure son. Welcome to the pure prophet.
1: And there the Prophet describes Adam and he says, very tall, sixty arms length. There were children around Adam. On his right, on his left. And every time Adam will look towards his right, he'll smile and happiness appear on his face. And then when he looks towards his left, he'll grieve. And become sad. These are all the children of Adam. Who looks towards his right, he sees the righteous ones amongst them. And then he looks towards his left, and he sees the wicked ones amongst them. And then the Prophet salam will ascend to the second heaven, where again Jibril salam will ask for permission to enter the second heaven. The gatekeepers from the angels will ask, "Who is there?" Jibril will say, "It is Jibril." So they'll say, "Is there anyone with you?" He'll say, "Yes, Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam." And then they'll ask, "Was that an invitation sent to him?" And then he'll say, "Yes." So they will welcome him and welcome the Prophet, sallallahu Where in the second heaven, the Prophet, will meet Yahya and his cousin Isa ibn Maryam, and the Prophet, will give them the salam, and they'll respond and reply back the salam to the Prophet, and welcome him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam.
0: And then we moved ahead to the third heaven. Knocked on the gates, went through, and I met with Joseph, Yusuf, alayhi salam. Rasulullah, sallallahu said, he has been given half of beauty. We made it to the fourth heaven, went through, and I met with Idris, alayhi And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have elevated him to a very high status. He was in the fourth heaven. We went to the fifth heaven, and therein I met with Harun, Aaron, peace be upon him. And then I went to the sixth heaven, and I met Musa alayhi salam. And his meeting with Musa was an eventful meeting. Subhanallah, always Musa is surrounded with important events. Rasulullah passed by Musa, Musa started to weep. After they greeted each other and Musa welcomed Muhammad, Musa started to weep. When he was asked, How come you're weeping? he said, A young man was given prophethood after me and he will have more of his followers entering paradise than mine. Up until that moment, Musa had the largest following of any prophet. The children of Israel were the largest believing nation up until that point. But now there was a new world record by the Ummah of Muhammad. So Musa wept, he cried. Rasulullah said, Then I moved up to the seventh heaven. And I went in and I met my father, Ibrahim السلام, and I exchanged salam
1: with him. And the Prophet والسلام, says, and I have never seen someone who is closer looking to Ibrahim than the one standing in front of you referring to himself. And he said that Ibrahim السلام, was leaning his back to the Bayt al-Ma'mur. And what's the Bayt al-Ma'mur? The Bayt al-Ma'mur is like the Kaaba in the heavens. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi says every day Allah will create 70,000 new angels that will visit that Bayt al-Ma'mur and do circulation around that Bayt al-Ma'mur and never come back to it. 70,000 every single day. And then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu he said, no one knows the soldiers of Allah except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one knows their number. Except Allah, no one knows their powers. Except Allah, no one knows their strength. Except Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. At the Ibrahim will also say to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam "Oh Muhammad, give my salam to your nation." And then he says, "Oh Muhammad, inform your nation that the Paradise is beautiful, and it's a clear, flat surface." And the plant and the trees of the land is saying, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, allahu akbar.
0: And then Rasulullah said, I saw Sidrat al-Muntaha. Sidrat al-Muntaha is a low tree, but it is al-Muntaha, al-Muntaha is the end. So it's the end of the heavens. So again, you have the seven heavens one over another and then after that you have Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur which is in the seventh heaven and then after that you have Sidrat Al-Muntaha and then beyond that you get into the world of the paradise and the throne of Allah Azza wa so Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reached to that Sidra and Rasulullah saw four rivers emanating from it and he asked Jibreel what are these four rivers so he was told two of them are apparent and two of them are hidden the apparent ones are the Nile and the Euphrates, and the hidden ones are the two rivers of paradise. What it means by the Nile and the Euphrates is that because these rivers are so blessed in this world, there is an equivalent of them up there. And that tree is so close to paradise that you have two rivers of paradise passing from under
1: it. And there, al Muntaha. That's above the seventh heaven, where the Prophet Muhammad will get the chance and no other human being had ever got that chance to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, a messenger of Allah, did you see Allah on the day of Isra? So the Prophet Muhammad said, a great light, how can I see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It is that great moment, that great pleasure for the Prophet Muhammad to meet his Lord, the one that he was worshipping. And from what Allah had spoken to the Prophet ﷺ, The greatest gift to this ummah. But the greatest gift that was given to him was the salah, the praise. And how many praise did Allah give the Prophet ﷺ? Then 50 praise. He took 50 praise from Allah. It's coming back to us. Oh, Messenger of Allah. Don't you know that we can't even pray five a day? You're bringing 50 upon us. We can't even handle five. So on the way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's rahmah wanted to come through Musa alayhi salam. When Musa asked the Prophet alayhi salatu
0: What did Allah tell you? He said, Allah has prescribed 50 daily prayers on my nation. Musa alayhi salam said, your people will not be able to handle that. I have tested people before you, and I have experienced the children of Israel for a very long time. Go back to your Lord and tell him to reduce it. Muhammad followed this advice, senior advice, and he went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and told him, Relieve me of some of the prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reduced them by ten. Muhammad went down. Musa said, What happened? Rasulullah told him, He said, Go back. Ask Allah to give you a further reduction. Went back again. 10 were reduced. Came down. What happened? Allah reduced it to 30. Go back again. Muhammad goes back another time. They were reduced from 30 to 20. Musa tells him, Go back again. They were reduced from 20 to 10. Musa told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi go back another time. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi goes back, it was reduced to five. He goes down, reports it to Musa. Musa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Oh Muhammad, I know people, I have experience, I have dealt with the children of Israel. Your nation will not be able to handle it. Go back and tell Allah to reduce them further. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi said, I am so ashamed to go back to Allah and ask him for a further reduction. I cannot.
1: So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call upon his beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is my orders. I have ordained them. It is five prayers during the day and night. Fifty in rewards. Isn't that a Lord that deserves to be worshipped? The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also taken on a tour but what kind of a tour is that to experience the different world. A world that Allah had created but we have not seen. And from that world, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will see the paradise. And how beautiful is the paradise. He'll say that a spot of a stick in the paradise is better than this whole world and what's in it. And then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is taking a tour through the hellfire. The gatekeeper of the hellfire, his name is Malik. The Prophet Muhammad was surprised to meet Malik. What was surprising about Malik is that every other angel had a smile on his face, except Malik. The Prophet Muhammad asked Jibreel, why doesn't he smile? So Jibreel said, he is the gatekeeper of the hellfire. And what do you expect? All he sees is torture and punishment. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa will mention some of the punishments that alayhi salatu saw in the hellfire. And every time the Prophet will see someone being punished, he'll ask Jibreel, who is that? So Jibreel will say to him, This is the one that used to commit zina. And this is the one that used to eat riba. And this is the one that used to slander. And this is the one that used to do this. And this is the one that used to do that. And then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa after this Amazing tour It's time for his tour to end and to go back for his job I don't know why the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will ask Jibreel to appear to him Sir, Jibreel will appear to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Where the Prophet will see a scene that human beings intellect and mind can't even handle and he'll collapse Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam again unconscious and then Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will wake up and will describe him his head was in the heavens and his feet were on the ground, on earth. He had two wings. Each wings made out of 600 wings. One wing covers the sun and covers the moon. This is Jibreel salam. And then the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. He's taken back on the same platform that he came on. Going back to Jerusalem. Masjid al-Aqsa. From Jerusalem to Mecca. Rasulullah
0: Made it back. Rasulullah went to Umm Ayman and he told her about what happened. He said, I've been to Jerusalem and back in this night. She said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, do not tell anyone about that. Nobody will believe it. It's impossible. Now, Umm Ayman believed it. But she said that the people will not. The Kuffar of Quraysh will not. The journey towards Jerusalem used to take one month. Rasulullah made it within one night. Not only to Jerusalem, but to Jerusalem back, and he also went all the way to meet with Allah. Umm Ayman أم told him, Do not tell your people about it. Rasulullah said, I will. I will convey the message. Regardless of what the people will say. It's part of my mission. I will tell them what happened. Rasulullah obviously realized the weight of this news and how difficult it will be. So he went out and was quiet and somber. He started to speak to some people, and the news reached to Abu Jahl. Now Rasulullah was sitting in the masjid, quiet and. Worried about the consequences of this news. So Abu Jahl heard about it. He came to Muhammad and said, Oh Muhammad, anything new? Muhammad said yes. Abu Jahl said what? Muhammad said this night I visited Jerusalem and came back. Abu Jahl said Jerusalem. Muhammad said yes. Abu Jahl said, Oh Muhammad, if I would call your people right now, would you tell them the same thing you just told me now? Muhammad said, Yes, I would. Abu Jahl, happy and pleased, went running, calling people of Quraysh. Oh, people of Quraysh, come forward. And he gathered them, and he brought them forth. And when they were all present, he told Muhammad, Oh Muhammad, can you please tell your people what you just told me a moment ago? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa without any hesitation said, I have been to Jerusalem and back the previous night. The narrator of the hadith says people started clapping, whistling, laughing. They made a big joke out of it. And they were falling on each other. So some of the seasoned travelers among them who knew Jerusalem and have been there, Asked Muhammad to describe the mosque, describe Jerusalem to us. Rasulullah said, I started describing, but then I became vexed. I mean, Rasulullah did not spend a long time there to remember every single detail of the place. But then Muhammad said, Allah showed me the mosque of Jerusalem right in front of my eyes, and I described it stone by stone, brick by brick. And they said, that he has given an accurate, excellent description. But then there was something else that was mentioned by Ibn Ishaq. When Muhammad was on his way back from Jerusalem to Mecca, he passed by a caravan belonging to the people of Quraysh at night. And they have lost a camel of theirs. And Rasulullah because he was up in the air, he was able to see it. So he called them and said that your camel is in this place. Now they didn't know where the voice is coming from and then he drank some of their water and he also uh, remembered the description of this caravan he went back to Quraysh and he told the people and other signs is that this caravan belonging to you they lost a camel and I gave them directions to it and you can ask them about it and also I drank some of their water in such and such container and the caravan is headed by a camel and he described the camel, described the load on the camel so they immediately sent out somebody to go And meet the caravan before it comes into Mecca. It was still some distance away. And the person found out the description to be accurate. And that they did lose a camel. And they found it because they heard a voice coming from the sky. And also that they missed some of their water. And these were all signs that were given to them. But that wasn't sufficient for them to believe. Now the the story of... Al-Isra wa al-Mi'raj was so difficult for some to handle, it caused some of the weak Muslims to apostate. It was such a difficult thing for them to grasp. But that is the case with these amazing miracles that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would show his Anbiya. The position of Abu Bakr. How does Abu Bakr receive the news of Al-Isra wa al-Mi'raj? When the people of Quraysh were joking around, laughing, clapping, whistling, Abu Bakr was not present and he was coming into Mecca and someone went and told him, do you know what happened? Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam claims that he went to Jerusalem and he made it back. Now what do you think the response of Abu Bakr was? Well, he did believe, but what did he say? That's an important thing to add. Abu Bakr said, if he said it, Then it's the truth. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after the passing away of Abu Talib and Khadija and seeing the stalemate that the mission reached in Mecca even though there was still some converse trickling in but overall it was reaching to a stagnating state and many avenues were being blocked So the Messenger of Allah felt the necessity of finding an alternative base. Somewhere where he can have freedom to propagate the message.